Hello, everyone, and welcome to, I think it's like the fifth, maybe the fifth episode of Daily Do-Rag. Um, today, I know, well, first let me say this, I apologize because I know that I have been MIA here lately. I mean, no pictures, no recordings, no nothing, but y'all, the end of the semester is getting ready to come up, and when I tell you I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and so, but we're going to get back into the swing of things, so today... It's like a little two-part series thing for the people that do be listening to me that's coming up. And it's basically about, like, following your dreams. I know that sounds, like, really cliche and everything, but, you know, that's what I'm doing right now <laughs> with this show. And I'm sure there are other people out there that would love to do that but are too afraid to get started. And so I'm just going to be bringing in this little two-part episode. This is the first part. There's going to be a second episode about it. But the first the first episode is going to be mainly about, you know, um, <laughs> the first episode is the first and the second episode are going to be me bringing to you people that um, are out here doing the daggone thing. So <laughs> my first two guests that I have with me, I'm in the presence of star results. Oh, <laughs> Why don't y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves? My name is Kayla Ross. I'm a second year MFA student here at UofL. My name is Xavier Harris. I'm also a second year graduate student here at UofL. Okay. And y'all. You want a little bit more spice or something? Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, 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 uh. Why don't y'all explain to the people what MFA is? Okay. Um, we are both obtaining our master's in fine arts and performance. Ooh, y'all. Big okay, okay, big time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so she's gonna leave me hanging. All right, so yeah, we obtained our master's of fine arts. Um, with the master's degree is basically one step up from a BFA, which is a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree, and so we are further advancing our education in theater arts. Okay, I like how you right. I'm about to say that was real wow. professional. All right now, <laughs> play Martin Luther King for me. <laughs> so right, exactly. So I actually um met so I formally met Kayla and X in my black dramatic literature class with Professor Johnny Jones. Shout out, shout out. I know he 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 is probably I have not had many not only have I not had many male professors in my life, but I think he is probably my first no, he's my second black male professor, and he is my favorite. Um, but this actually is not my, this was not my first time um, seeing Kayla in X. I actually, last semester, I was um, dating someone, and she was in, she was in this theater class. And we had to actually go see um, the mountaintop. Well, she had to go see it, okay. and I went with her. Okay. And so um, that was my first interaction with you, X. Oh. And then Kayla, okay. my friend Destiny Germany was in a play last year. Fabulation. Yes. And we went to go support her, oh, and yes. you were in that. And so this was not my first time seeing y'all, but it was just my first time, like, you know, actually meeting y'all and talking to y'all. Um, so why don't y'all explain to the public, one by one, of course, what is it that y'all want to do after y'all are done getting this master's? Ladies first. 
Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> gentlemen. I am an actress and a singer. I perform here at UofL. I've been able to perform in the community, recently finished up a production of The Green Book at the Bunbury Theater, and I also perform at Brendan's Catch 23. Shout out, you can catch me there doing the derby. She be doing the day. Come eat and hear some good music. But also, let me warn y'all, Brendan's Catch 23, ain't that where I went to go see? <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all, it's expensive. It's so it's eat, expensive. Eat, eat before you go. <laughs> Okay, just come and vibe with me. Um, but once I graduate from U of L, I would like to pursue my career full time. I want to move to New York. I want to sing. And recently, I've had this interest of just continuing to work with children. I've been able to do that over the summers, and I like working with young people and helping them um, cultivate their dreams. And I would like to do that as well once I leave. What about you, X? X dog? <laughs> well, um, after my master's, I'm planning to move to Atlanta. Um, Shut up. Come on, Atlanta. That's where I'm from. Yeah, that, yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Dang. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, but upon that, I, I want to further uh, pursue acting in all facets, um, which is stage film, voice acting, um, modeling counts too, and doing commercials and industrials. Um, But also I want to start my own production company where I create works that come from um, African-American minds and our lives and get our stories told more while also being able to um, help other minority artists and producers, future directors, actors to come up and get their work shown when it's not seen. And there is a lot of independent work that is really, really good that is even better than some work that be produced in Hollywood, um, quite honestly. But they just don't have the push for their work to be seen. And so I want to be one of those production companies that creates that work and also helps them to get their work seen and sponsored and um, marketed properly. And you know what? That's super duper dope. Okay. Because um, unfortunately, there are a lot of talented folks that don't get noticed simply because, you know, they don't have somebody backing them. Like, you know, they they may not get the big break like, you know, people like. Because then, like, Chadwick Boseman, didn't Denzel pay for his, um, like, acting lessons yeah, or something he, like yeah, that? Yeah, he, um, yeah, Chadwick Boseman, who plays Who's, T'Challa. Who, don't get me wrong, don't yeah. get me wrong, he is extremely talented and worked extremely hard, yeah. but, you know, he got that little push. He got he got a push, which I think is um, still, you know, great in his mm-hmm. own right, because Denzel came from, you know, already having that success, and he saw somebody who was like him right. and who needed who needed some help. And so he came and he helped him and, and helped push his classes, pay for some of his classes. And now we see where Chadwick is now, and Chadwick also has the same mentality. Right, and so we need people that are willing to get up to a certain place and reach back down and help somebody else because lord knows who listen whoever's out there listening with a radio show or a tv show if you want to reach back and help me i would completely accept the help (laughs) so how how has y'all's journeys been um pursuing the careers that y'all would like to pursue so far at least how's it been kayla (laughs) 
The journey has been beautiful. Um, seriously, because it's definitely had its challenges. It's definitely come with rejection, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because I'm, I have the opportunity to do what I love every day. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that every day I am not tired because lately it has been difficult because it is a balance, especially when you're pursuing a dream that is not the standard, that mm-hmm. is not what you are taught growing up in school. It's difficult, but it's a beautiful journey when you can own what it is that you want to do. When you can tell yourself, I can, I will, end of story. That's her slogan. That is it. <laughs> but I got it. But I got it from Debbie Allen's Instagram page. Okay. And Debbie Allen. Since, yes, let me okay. credit Debbie Allen because yeah. it was not me that came up with it, but it is a mantra that I live by that helps me to keep going as I am pursuing this rather challenging career. That was, good. that was good. Right. <laughs> All right. Now, listen. Listen. And let me tell you something. That was on the spot, y'all, because yeah. I, I didn't. I, I got here maybe. The, first of all, they got here before me uh, so that we That's could record right. this. And I told them I was going to get them the questions beforehand, the outline beforehand. Did I get a chance to do it? Absolutely not. And so that was all up top of your head. Come on, mm, professor. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> Xavier. Okay. That's a hard act to follow. No, I know. Mm. Hold on. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> let me get my papers up. <laughs> um, but as for me, the journey for me has um, been really humbling. Mm. Um, you want a better word? You know, you little better, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but where I came from, I actually wasn't even beginning. I didn't have an interest in acting. Quite honestly, I actually started out wanting to be a, if you could believe it, a paleontologist slash forensic scientist. Um, but when I did, I did A Raisin in the Sun was actually my very first show that I actually did in high school. Um, and I played Walter Lee. And when I did that show, it opened my eyes to a whole new life. And I realized that this is what I wanted to do. Acting is what I want to do. I was made for this. And so um, I went to HBCU, North Carolina A&T State University. Oh, my Aggies out now there. If I got, wait, hold up. No, if I got any Aggies out there, let me hear that Aggie pride. I know I can't hear y'all, but say it somewhere. Okay. okay. <laughs> you have to let me interject no, and no, shout no. out the Tennessee State yeah, University. Yeah, there it go. is. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Back there to go. your regular scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so from there, um, I actually had a, a chair that was there. Her name was Miss Day. She actually had passed away. Um, a couple years ago, while I was a junior um, in A&T, um, from cancer, and but she always had a slogan where she would tell us that um, it's 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 about it's not about you, it's about the work, right? And she say, love the work and not yourself in the work. And I think that mantra she would tell us was that it's it's all when you do the work and it's you really love what you do and you love your craft. There's nothing that will stop you. And it's even about that work itself and that no matter what happens, you know that the work is going to always speak for itself. And she would ask everybody that came to the department, would you do this for nothing? And she would ask that all the time. Would you do this for no money? And and um, if you would if you would say if you would say no, she would say this ain't the this ain't the path for you. And she would, and she would say, "You need to do. You need to find something else because acting is is grueling and it's hard. And it, and if you're not willing to do this for nothing, you know you're gonna be able to do it for something." Mm. Um, That's the, you gotta stop. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking y'all ex getting ready to take y'all to church. Hey, hey, hold up. Okay. Get me here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but um, I think that that in itself has really humbled me and it's prepared me for the future in acting and that knowing no matter what I hear, what I get. Because you're going to hear more no's than yeses. Mm. But when you hear that one yes, that's all it takes. And whatever you do with that yes is what's going to build your career. So, And that's, you know... It's amazing how many people have stories like that because I have a similar situation myself to where um, both of sets of my parents are military. And they both, you know, if they're not military, well, some of them are retired military right now, so they're still work, but they're still working for the government. So all of them are technically in the government system. And so therefore, for me, me coming out of that, because I have, you know, two parents and then two steps, two sets of step parents. And so for me coming out of that, you know, they wanted me to, you know, do something I love, but at the same time, it was do something you love that you're going to be able to support yourself. And, you know, you're going to need to be able to support a family. So, you know, you're going to be able to, you're going to need to be able to find something constructive. And so when I initially just like you actually, when I initially came into college, I wanted to be a lawyer and, um, my first two summers, I was home from school, and y'all, this is why I've been in college for 20-some-odd years. <laughs> um, my first two semesters coming home for the summer, I worked for the government, and I did not like it <laughs> at all. Then I worked in a law office, did not like it at all. And so then I had came to L, and... Um, I had met a whole bunch of people who were just like X and like Kayla were just doing what they love to do. And um, for someone like me who was always, you know, I was slightly afraid to um, reach, you know, dig deep, deep down and figure out one, what do you love to do? And two, are you bold enough to go pursue it? That was very shocking and very um strange to me and so i decided i said well you know i'm going to push and you know i'm going to at all costs do what i want to do and like you said as far as rejection um when i first decided well radio and everything i applied to every radio station in the city of louisville and got rejected from every single one and i remember um there, I'm not going to say which radio station here in Louisville, but they're owned by a bigger company. And so I had to apply through them and I did. And they gave me an interview. And when I tell y'all that I got in this interview and I fought, 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 fought for a job there. And the boss told me, he said, I'm going to tell you, he said, there's not many people that have come into my office that when I told them, no, have argued me down to try to change my mind. Mm-hmm. It sound about right with you. Right, uh-huh. exactly. And I, he, and y'all, maybe twenty minutes into the interview, he told me no, and we sat there for forty-five minutes because I was determined to convince him that you need me working here. Mm-hmm. He still told me no, but his premise, the the premise around telling me no the second time, made more sense to me. I guess was more. I was more able to accept the second no because he was like. We, he was like, what I'm going to need you to do, you aren't going to be able to be in school for. Because he was like, 
you going to have to be on my beck and call pretty much at the begin the position they were offering. He was like, you're going to have to be on my beck and call and you still got class and you won't. There are some things you won't be able to leave and stuff like that. So he basically told me he gave me his card and he said, when you graduate, call me now. Will that probably happen? Probably not just because do I plan on staying in Louisville? Probably not. But at the end of the day, like you said, there's going to be a whole lot of no's and rejection um, and setbacks when it comes down to um, following your dreams. And so that kind of pushed me into the direction of starting this podcast and everything. And I mean, have I gotten off the ground completely? No, but I'm working on it. You know what I'm saying? And so I guess my second question for y'all, my next question for y'all is as black students, um, how do you feel about the African-American program and its importance of the African-American theater program and its importance here at U of L? You can start this as well. Okay. You know. Thank you for showing me some respect. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> showing some respect. He said, "Put some respect on put my name." Res- what else? <laughs> put some respect on That's some courtesy. Re- mm, yeah, it is. But I think that. Um, as far as the AATP program goes, uh, I think that it is really important um, in our theater program, simply because, well, one, it is the only one that exists mm-hmm. in this in uh, in this country, um, which is great in itself, and it provides that uh, parallel to works that are majorly done in um, this country in the U.S. Um, and it allows for students, not just black, but students of other ethnicities as well, to delve into a heritage that they may not necessarily know about and that they can further relate to. Um, And it also gives you something else that you can leave with besides your masters. You can say that I also left with a certificate in African-American theater. So now you got two things that you're leaving with from this program and they add more, basically an extension to what you would have already been doing as a master's student. Um, So I I think that it's important is, is really relevant. And it also brings a lot of it makes we get those shows in here that connect to people, other people in this community, very community based shows that bring in a lot of different um, backgrounds into the theater. Really, our our uh, shows of AATP bring in more um, of an audience um, than some of the other shows that we do. And I think that it has that importance and that how large it is really allows our program to be known like by the I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to start off answering this question by just shouting out our season for next year. Oh, yeah, do that. Which is a season of black plays. Woo! If you haven't had the chance, I would suggest that you read Susan Laurie Part's article, New Black Math, okay. so that you can have your own information on what are the characteristics of a black play as now, we embark into this season. Now, Kayla, I'm going to interrupt you real Go quick. Ahead. Okay. Explain to the audience what, in your own words, what a black play is before we get to the answer of the question. This isn't to say that other plays don't speak to these characteristics or values, but I'm just going to spit. A black play is free. A black play is honest. A black play is 
No, wait a minute. Reneging at the spades <laughs> table. Okay. <laughs> okay. A black play is. <laughs> and it's the story behind the person that did. A black play is open mic on a Tuesday. A black play is rhythm. A black play is the black woman. Okay. In a leading role. Get that pause though. Let us know. <laughs> Not something subservient, but a leading role. All right. All right. Tell us. Um, Susan Laurie Park says a black play exists in the shadows of slavery. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's always a tone of race that underlies a black play. Tag in, um, baby. <laughs> yeah. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. A black play is also a cookout. In the middle of the park mm. with Kool-Aid and two chains and around fish. the Kool-Aid let and me fish fry. Yeah, wait, let, now <laughs> let me let me let me say this. Anybody who's listening, Jesse Bailey is open and welcome to all cookouts over the summer. Okay. Oh so God. if you cooking out, Pass you barbecue like we used to do. You know what I'm saying? You cooking out, you barbecuing, you fish frying, whatever you getting ready to do. Remember my name when you getting ready to do it. All right, there you go. Okay. <laughs> now, back to the importance of the African American theater program. It provides, as Xavier said, a platform for the work of African American artists. Next year, we're doing a season by Black Playwrights, which gives, first of all, our class, our upcoming class of May 2020 will graduate um, four students of the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. And we get to see ourselves on stage in leading roles. And um, UofL, the theater department, provides that opportunity no matter what your race is. But the fact that they push and stress the importance by implementing this program, which was established when? In 19. It's celebrated 25 years. So you do the math. (laughs) But, um, yeah, recently celebrated 25 years. And it provides an opportunity for us to see ourselves on stage. But can I interject? Okay, interject. With a totally random <laughs> idea. Okay. That, I, that's why I'm about to say is who <laughs> like, exactly were you interjecting? You were because you had the flow. <laughs> okay, shut up. Okay, yes, you're right. But I wanted to come back to something that I've been thinking of that you mentioned earlier when discussing your dreams. Yeah. You said that... Um, I wrote it down in my notes. Okay. Did you say that at the time you weren't bold enough to pursue it? Is that I, how you felt? Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I felt as though that, and there are a lot of people that feel this way. Yeah. Um, I felt that I needed to choose a career. Um, one, I felt like I needed to choose a career right then and there. Mm. That I felt like I didn't have the space to dibble and dabble about what I actually wanted to do. And that's um, one of the reasons I wanted to discuss things with um, y'all two here because unfortunately, a lot of black kids go through that. We don't have the space to um, experiment. Mm -hmm. We have to choose what, not only do we have to choose what we want to do, and I think this speaks to not only our generation, but like I said, especially black kids in our generation because unfortunately we saw a lot of us come from backgrounds to where our parents aren't um 
how should I put this? Uh, financially fortunate enough mm -hmm. to where we can experiment, to where we have that opportunity. Um, mine are, I will say that mine, uh, mine when I was younger allowed me to try a whole lot of different things. But when I got to school, college wise, just like most other black parents, they will wanted to know what do you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. And of course, with my military parents, and both sets are, it was, and it better be something that you can sustain yourself. If you if you have a child or something like that, it needs to be something, you know, it needs to be by the book, you know. Yeah. Well, what it made me think of um, as far as being bold enough to pursue the career um, my listeners out there, I don't know what or who you believe, but sometimes we don't have to have it all together. I believe that God is going to match you where you are. So where where you lack in boldness, he will provide the rest for you so that you can be whoever it is that you are called to be. So don't allow that uncertainty to keep you from what you're doing. Also, whatever that driving force is, it's not going to stop speaking to you until you do it. Mm -hmm. You can choose whatever time in your life to pursue it, but it's always going to be there until you speak to it because it's supposed to do something in this world. and You just may not know what it is yet. And another thing that I'm learning for myself, I think it's always okay to say, I don't know, because that's honest. But don't continue to speak that over your life. You can acknowledge what you don't know, but start naming some things that you do know. And you can work from the list of things that you don't want to do as well. Because when you do that, you're giving yourself, um, you're building yourself up to begin to name and speak to the things that we will possibly be pursuing in your life. I just wanted to say that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That was deep since they ain't yeah, said, you see how right. they do me, ladies? Uh -uh. They'd even Here say that was deep. And that <laughs> was she deep. She didn't even give us no time. To exactly. Say. So yeah. look, See, that's how it go. Whatever. You I'm just cut say, it off. Now, now you don't you know allow it. about to you be don't a whole nother thing. <laughs> I'm about to say, because we can get into that. We can get into that if you want to. get into that if you like to. Nah. But you're absolutely right when it comes down to God is going to you. Aren't, you may not have the resources, you may not have the vision, but as long as you make that leap, mm -hmm. and you know, I have a daily devotional that I read every day. Mm. It's a book. Which one? Hold on, let me break it. Joyce, <laughs> huh? Joel, uh -uh. Read the book. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Sarah like, Jakes. I really like Sarah Jakes. I ain't never. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yes, I think it's called um, the book I'm reading. I'll, I'll name it. Okay. Side note, all of my theater oh. goers, Kenny Leon has a book out that is really good. Okay. It's called Morning Mercies. Morning Mercies? Yes. And I read it every morning. And it's funny because the mm -hmm. yesterday's devotional was about, and also the, just a shameless plug, I got that idea, that book idea, um, from at Joshy J Photos. Okay. Y'all go mm -hmm. check out his photography page. But he, mm -hmm. he, he read it and he, he was reading it. I think he still reads it. But... He put it on his Instagram story, and I saw it and checked it out. But um, my last, the last devotional, not for today, but for yesterday, was about faith and how faith, basic, you know, basically how faith isn't easy. Yeah. It's not something that um, you can just slightly be in and slight, have one foot in and one foot out. Mm -hmm. You have to have both feet immersed 
in your faith in God and believe that he's going to pull you out of whatever or he's going to pull you through whatever. And so even with this podcast, I had to have faith and say, you know, God, I don't know exactly where it is I want to go, but this will be my starting place. And I believe that you're going to take me to wherever I'm meant to go. And so, y'all don't want me to get to preaching in here because I set this place up. <laughs> that is right. That is right. So, you know, to anybody out here who, out there who's listening, you know, it may it's going to be hard at first. You're going to be confused. You're not going to know exactly, you know, what, where to go, how to go. But as long as you just take that first step and God's always going to present to you the first step. When you ask him, he's always going to show you where that first step is. And the mistake is you saying, um, I don't think that that's what I need to be doing. That's always the mistake because I know I made that mistake multiple times because of this idea of starting a podcast, at least was presented to me like a year ago and multiple people i mean i'm talking uh, actually a lot of people said it to me but i was like i don't know if that's what i need to be doing i don't know if that's the right path to take i don't know da, 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 da. and look at me now so <laughs> you know. yeah so as what i heard you say kayla you want to do something with kids as far as the both of y'all's careers, um, would you expound, is that the word? Expound on? Yeah, expound on how you would like to give back to the community with y'all's careers. Well, um, one, I am a huge believer in community um, and that community is something that we all need to be lifted higher and having your community support you and be behind you as well as you supporting your community is very very important um, even with that family but not doesn't just include family that includes um, your friends and even people that are just in your same predicament or in you live in your same area or who live the same things as you it can be different but you know have the similar backgrounds as you um, <clears throat> with my with my career, as one with the production company, I believe that helping other works will also, that's helping my community also, um, because it's allowing people who don't necessarily have that push to be seen, and then I will market their work so that what they have to produce is important and is shown to the masses, especially when, you know, it's, it's some really, really good work out there, like I said before, that really be produced and is not seen. Um, also, I've worked with kids most of my life. I've never had a retail job. I've never had, I've never worked like in food or anything like that. All of my jobs. You don't want to. Yeah, look. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, hey, look, there's a reason. Listen, you don't want to, trust me. Yeah, you got to get it how you get it, get it how you live. But, you know, uh, that's all I've really been doing is working with children. And I love children, right? Um, I, I, I believe that as a future ancestor myself, that passing on your knowledge and, and, and what you know and your talents to the next generation is very important and that they're the people who are gonna be coming after you. And so um, with my work that I wanna produce, I want to sh give messages that show the black 
life that show black life the black struggle but also show the black joy um and gives kids something to look at something to see um people that <laughs> hold on now hold on now <laughs> like <laughs> you good but people that look like them on the screen you know people that look like them on the stage people that look like them doing doing great things and actually giving back and allowing them something to aspire to something um that they can look at um and be like look that's somewhere that i can be one day um and also with that i want to give back as far as charities to schools um i'm gonna start with in the in this country first because this country is where we need work mm-hmm. then i can move outside of the country and help people people outside of the country also um but uh giving to schools building homes um feeding the homeless um because there are a lot of homeless children and homeless people here even here in kentucky you know um so you know even where that can be starting classes where they can come in and do theater work or acting work and not even if they don't want to pursue acting in their career is something that can help them with communication so what so that they can have when they go into job interviews they know how to speak um, on their own behalf, they know how to sell themselves to a point to where they can get any job that they want. Um, and as far as that, that's that's really what I want to do um, with with my career. Yep. I remember as a young girl when I because okay, I sang growing up. And then I would say that acting came second. And there were times where I felt, because I would compare myself to others, that nobody would see me. And I think I needed, at that time, the affirmation, not from home, because my parents, my family has always been very, have always been very supportive of anything that I wanted to do. But in the classroom or outside of that, just that person or that light to say, I see you, I see your gift. It helps the young person to step into what they're called to do and I want to be that same person. So right now, what I'm doing for the past three summers, um, like I said, I am a graduate of the Tennessee State University. Hello. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, for the past three summers, I've been able to go back to Salama Urban Ministries and direct their kids' musicals. And this summer, we're doing Lion King Jr. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, so in an area of leadership, that is how I'm able to affect change working with young people. But as a performer, we have the University of Louisville Repertory Company where we get to go into the Louisville community and perform stage plays for children and interact with them there. And they get to ask us questions and we're able to be a beacon of light for them. So I would say I'm doing it now and I'm going to continue to do it because if you're not helping someone else, Um, then what are you doing? Because I believe that that is a part of our responsibility. Sometimes you don't want to step into the position of a role model, but when you are afforded that platform, you get to be that person that, as Xavier says, represents, you can do this. Represents, I can, I will, end of story. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I like this. Yeah, that was both of y'all very admirable and very good answers. Um, let me ask y'all this, mm-hmm. because I know for me, um, for example, I, both sets of my parents, like I said, they wanted me to find something constructive, but they were always very um, supportive about what the different things I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. even before before I got into high school, I wanted to be a cardiologist. <laughs> and my mother and everything was very supportive of that until I realized I was afraid of blood. <laughs> and so that was a no. Yeah. And so... 
my teachers, all of them used to tell me, oh, I could see you doing amazing things. My teacher in high school, my English teacher, her name was Mrs. Barnes. I still love her to death. I always go back and see her whenever I go home. And she told me, she used to tell me all the time, I'm going to see you on TV one day. Mm-hmm. And she still holds true to that. She she was ecstatic when I went home this last time for Christmas and I made it a point to go see her and I told her that I started a podcast. She was ecstatic. Aww. And so, but for me, the issue wasn't other people believing in me. Um, the issue with my was me believing in myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the, um, I didn't have the self-esteem that people thought when they saw me and so in my own head i was always doubting myself and i was like you you ain't gonna be able to do that you that's too big of a dream for you um and i even actually up until recently i couldn't even listen to a recording of my own voice mm-hmm. i didn't like the way my own voice sounded and to me it like the way I sounded in my head versus the way I sounded in a recording were two different things. And so I would hear it on recording and I would immediately turn it off because I wouldn't want to hear it. But, um, and I remember the first, the very first episode, not the one that I published, but the very first episode that I did, I had no other choice, of course, because I have to edit these to listen to my voice. And that kind of, it, to sit there and to listen to it all the way through and listen to just me all the way through was it did something inside of me and I prayed to God I said God um, I'm still not comfortable with this mm-hmm. but you're leading me somewhere so please allow me to somehow be comfortable with this and keep moving forward so how my question is how did the two of you remain confident through the rejections to keep pushing towards your goal <laughs> You got this one? Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah, I would say that it's a daily walk. Nothing will ever be the same um, each day. But when I decided, okay, I want to speak to something as well. Okay, so while I was at TSU, I was a part of the Irene Ryan acting competition. And during that competition, I made it to the semifinal round, but you know, I didn't exceed beyond that that point. And recently I competed again while at the University of Louisville and I made it to the final round and I will be able to compete at the national level um, in Washington, DC next week. And yeah, hey, hey, amen, amen, amen. And we're gonna win. Um, because it's already done (laughs) but my point is that rejection was tough because I saw other students and I said to myself I could do that and you know what I didn't sing in that competition because I didn't feel prepared I didn't feel that I could and when I heard other people I said why didn't I just believe in myself the first time And recently what I decided, especially as you do something great and then you wonder if God can do it again, what I've decided for myself was, well, you know what? Kayla may feel self-conscious, but the God that's inside of me isn't self-conscious. God is 
big. Mm. God is smart. God is confident. God is a dreamer. So on the days where I feel that I am none of those things, if he's inside of me, then, and we working together in this thing, Mm. then I must be. So every day I have to tell myself that and I have to believe it and I can't allow room because the enemy wants you mm. to sweet <laughs> the enemy wants you to tell yourself that you can't do it because then if you don't do it you won't touch that person that you need to touch that you may need to deliver so every day you must challenge yourself to speak against that negativity you have to challenge yourself not to compare your journey to anyone else's because it will never ever look like anyone else's um i wanted it to be deeper than that but i think y'all get the point um it's a journey and if you allow god to be a part of that then you will see your confidence change and your confidence grow because you realize you realize i'm nothing without him but with him man Mm. I'm a host of a podcast. Ain't that right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Listen, and you know what's funny? I'm sorry for interrupting you, X. I'm going to no, let you, you answer. Um, my mom always tells me whenever I go through issues and I call her. And, I, and I'm and i the type of person, like, I am very much, I'm very much an open book. Mm-hmm. I will tell you anything about my life, my struggles. I talk about it all the time. But when I'm going through stuff in that moment, I am very much the type of person I won't tell anybody. I will be suffering for weeks and refuse to open my mouth because in my mind, I can get it done. But my mom, I was blessed with a mother who I can just, she can hear, I will say hello. And if my tone of voice is off one inkling, she's like, what's going on? And I and I don't even have to tell her what's going on because usually my answer is nothing. And she knows she will know to say something to me um, to get me through whatever. And one of the things she always tells me is, Jay, that's my, you know, my nickname at home yeah. is Jay. She's like, Jay, the same God that did it before will do it again. Say it again, mama. <laughs> <laughs> say it again and call and, me next time. <laughs> <laughs> and she always reminds me, she's like, if God brought you through that thing, that thing, that thing, and that thing in the past, what makes you think he won't bring you through this? And so that's just something, you know, you got to believe that this may seem and, you know, I'm I am a big worrier. I'm one of those people that I get to a situation. I'm like, Lord, I ain't never faced nothing like this before. I mean, I went through a situation this past week, last Thursday, matter of fact, that um, I never thought I would be faced with. I never thought the devil would attack me in this way. But I had to think about what my mama says to me all the time. If God did it once, he'll do it again. If he did it before. <laughs> Go ahead, X. He'll do it again. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we on the topic of mamas, right? Mm. <sighs> I've really been blessed with a mama, let alone that, a single mom, mm-hmm. who I remember used to push me in the stroller in Baltimore City and getting on that city bus on her own. It didn't have no help, right? She didn't have no help. Um, And I always made it my prerogative that when I grow up, I was gonna take care of her the same way she took care of me. Mm, Say it now. And um, (laughs) the way I deal with that is having a strong foundation. One, praying every day. I pray every single day um, about everything, um, about anything that I'm going through. And I'll call my mom. 
about anything that I'm going through. If, if, if you know, if it's anything I feel is real grueling, I need my mama through this. I need her to talk me through this. I'll call her all the time, and she always gives me those those supportive words. Basically, the same way of of you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that God is always gonna make it happen. You know, no matter what you go through. And my own mantra is that rejection always is gonna lead you to a success. Now, I ain't never heard this, ex. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, that's a mantra. I'm to say it again. No, that's a mantra that I have. Rejection uh-huh. is always going to lead you to a success. All right, you, now. You got to be rejected in order to succeed. Um, when you, Ooh, that hurts, though. What do you do I mean, it hurts? Mm. You're doing it hurts. You just got to take. You just gotta deal with it. And then it also comes with knowing your worth and knowing your value and knowing that a lot of times, you know, Sometimes it don't even rejection. Sometimes is just from the other person's thoughts. If you hear a no, so say that we even in an audition or something. Sometimes you get rejected simply because you don't look the part. It had nothing to do with your talent. It had nothing to do with what you brought, how you prepared. Sometimes you can prepare so well. Sometimes you can do everything right. You can come. You can do everything right. You can be this. You can be that. You can be on time. You can be all this. You can do that. But you may be too short. You know. So some for the for the role. And sometimes it ain't always you your fault is some things that you can't control and so with me just realizing that every time i get rejected it's going to come to a success and i've been blessed recently that i have been getting success i've been getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and i i'm thinking now i'm like this is what it's about this is what it's about you got to get through that struggle you got to get through those rejections you got to get through those no's and if you keep going and you keep persisting and you keep going strong, you're gonna make it to the you're gonna make it to that crossroad where it's like, okay, now this is your series of yeses. This is your series of opportunities. Now this is your moment. This is your season. I done prepared you for this. I prepared you with so many no's. God has prepared you with so many no's. He done hit you with so many no's, so many this, turned you around so many times. Now that when you get that yes, you ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ready. You out there, you ready for anything, you ready to take uh, take that to the next step and go far with it. And what I also hear my granddad used to tell me is that you got to take the long walk to listen to God talk. Ooh. Okay. And sometimes, and that's when like things don't, things ain't going to come easy. And if you keep that in your mind that everything is not going to be easy, everything ain't going, everything isn't going to come fast. You got to walk along sometimes until you get to the mountain, right? Until you get to the top. So just keeping that in mind and being strong and realizing that you are worth it. You are valuable. You are talented. You are special. You are unique. You know, and one and one day, if you keep that, someone will see it and someone will give you that opportunity. Don't worry about the rejections. Don't worry about that. You know, you just keep on going and you know that you're going to make it and that's and that someone will see you and someone will accept you. And then now you on the plateau. Just keep that in mind. All right. Now, listen, I bet y'all didn't think y'all was coming to church this uh, today. Okay. Hold up now. All right. We got communion. Uh, I got I got I got the crackers and the, the Kool-Aid. I mean, I mean, I mean, say, the blood. Listen, I'm about to say and we got refreshments after service down in the basement. Oh <laughs> hey, God got a sense of humor. <laughs> but thank y'all for coming and thank y'all for listening. It's been a good time. And I will see y'all. Can I time. tell them my Instagram? Yes, yes. Y'all follow my. Uh, y'all <laughs> go and follow, follow my. It's a uh, bit unbalanced, co- okay? I need I need my followers and my following to get get right, okay? But please follow me at underscore pretty with two wise natural underscore mm. underscore pretty two wise natural <laughs> underscore. <laughs>
All right, mine's just Xavier23. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't hard. You just Xavier23, no underscore. Go ahead, y'all can find it. Just put Xavier in the search. It'll come up, all right? Y'all got that? All right. Thank y'all for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Us. Thank this you for having us. Wonderful. Yeah. This is